Salutations! I'm Sophia's friend Bronwyn. And I'm Bronwyn's friend Sophia. And this is Quotes and Anecdotes. We're back! <laughs> Bronwyn and I both have a lot of energy today, so this might be a little bit of a crazy one, but we are very excited. We have such a cool topic for you all today, and we'll get into that a little later, but I personally am so, so excited. It's Dude. a little bit out there. It is, but preparing this made me just... I. I loved preparing this. It was so much fun. Yeah, but it's 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 um, a Sunday. We're I don't know which order these podcasts are going to come out. Probably in the order that we record them. So this might be the first of four that we record all in one day. So get excited for the next few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, we. <laughs> I don't know if we'll have time to record all four. Maybe we will. But by yeah, by the third week, by two weeks from now. We might be sound a little delirious. Not that we've been recording for two weeks straight, just four hours straight. I feel like that was implied. I'm gonna stop while I'm ahead. <laughs> yeah. uh, just keep mm. digging yourself a hole, Bronwyn. Um, shall we move on to wordlets? Our wordlets this week? Yeah. Oh well, like yeah. I I just wanted to say I hope you have a really good week this week. I hope oh, yeah. that your Wednesday is filled with joy, smiles, and sunshine. <laughs> Today. <laughs> That was so random. Um, today, where we live, it's 55 degrees out and sunny. I and it know. feels, I mean, not just last week we did our spring episode. It really does feel like spring. It's so lovely and warm out. And I I mean, that always puts me in a good mood. Definitely. So I'm definitely very energetic today. I have today. My, uh, my reindeer socks on, my Rudolph socks on, just fitting. Um, I took our foster dog out today and I didn't even have to wear a coat and it was so lovely out. I love spring. It's wonderful. I agree. But yeah, so I hope you guys are having a good start to your spring and it is officially spring now. Yeah, it definitely is. And I think that leads us beautifully. (laughs) I don't know. I don't, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. We're changing this subject completely. But I think that we should move on to our wordlets, our favorite words from this week. I agree. Would you like to begin? Uh, sure. My word this week is enrapture, which means to give intense pleasure or joy to. So enrapture was one of our vocab words for English, mm-hmm. our English vocab words, and I really love, I didn't, I thought enrapture was like something that like takes you, like awe. Or amazement, oh. like when you're enraptured by something. Yeah, like, that's what I thought. Oh my gosh! But I didn't, I didn't realize that it means give intense pleasure or joy to. I, which I think is a really lovely definition, which yeah. I didn't know. So I think that's great. Yeah, I love, I love that word, and I love the definition. Fun and it's a cool word to say as well. Yeah, enraptured. <clears throat> so what's your wordlet? My wordlet is cognate accusative. <laughs> um, also known as an object of kindred sense. So basically what a cognate accusative is, cognate accusative word, is like a, a noun that, so for example, to die a death, death would be the cognate accusative, where it's like technically there shouldn't be an object of the word to die because to die is an intransitive verb. So there's really not right. an, object a, an object after it, or to sleep a sleep, or to dance a dance, these are all like the noun is very similar to the verb, and it's kind of used as a flourish. It's not really a um, necessary. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we talked about it in Greek, and 
uh, we were, we're learning um, another form of ancient Greek right now. Um, and when we were going through the vocab list, uh, or going through the, um, some of the like nuances, uh, we, there are different types of nouns. So you like, almost like you conjugate a verb, you decline nouns in ancient Greek. So mm-hmm. there's and like Latin the accusative well. version, there's like the nominative, and within those categories, there's like a subcategory. So sometimes it'll be like um, genitive of comparison or like the, something like that. And so one of them was the cognitive accusative. And someone was like, what's the purpose of learning this? And their Greek teacher went off. Um, oh, so just, it was like, grammar is important. You need to know the nuances of the grammar. This is metagrammar. This is interesting. This is important. And it was quite an interesting rant. Um, but yeah, I just, my, I just really liked the alternative word name for it, which is an object of kindred sense. Um, and I don't know if my description made any sense, but I just liked no, this word. No, I love it. I never knew that there was a name for this. I just really liked it. I love that. Okay, I think we've uh, put off the topic long enough. I agree. I Guys, I am so excited for our topic this week. Pumped. You want to say what it is? (laughs) So, it's a little bit different. It is. It's very specific, but we found some interesting things about it we wanted to share with you. So, what we're going to be talking about today are personality types. Specifically, the um, personality types that come from the INTJ personality test um, and categorize your personality. If you're not familiar with this INTJ personality test, I wasn't really until um, a couple months ago. Actually, I don't know when I found out about it, but um, it's, there are 16 different personalities that you can have, and it, this, you take this uh, sort of like quiz test, and it evaluates you on whether or not you are um, introvert or introverted or extroverted, intuitive or observant, thinking or feeling, judging or perspective, and assertive or turbulent. So it's very cool. Yeah. And it, it gives you all these questions, like, and you have to <clears throat> choose, like, like, strongly agree, somewhat agree, strongly don't disagree. agree, strongly disagree, all those yeah. things. And they, you can choose, and they ask these questions, like, do does being around people drain you? Or I'm is your workspace tidy? Yeah, things like that. Um, um, do you. Yeah, that kind of question. And it yeah. doesn't take very long. I, we can, we'll can we link the quiz in our bio. It's really cool. It's really interesting. And it's um, it gives you an analysis of your personality, which is fascinating to read. Yeah. And mine was very accurate. Same. It's scary to read. Same. So it, it's pretty cool. The test is pretty um, cool. And I think what we're going to do is maybe we'll just talk about personality overall. And then and maybe then at the end. Our tests at the very end. Yeah, so yeah. we'll talk about, for our anecdotes, we'll talk about our test results. Yeah. But Sounds great. Sophia, I believe that you begin with your word. Um, I think so. So my word this week is unique, um, which means being the only one of its kind, unlike anything else. And I chose this word because everyone's personality is unique, and this test kind of tends to like put people in boxes a little bit, but... I just wanted to like reiterate that um, everyone's personality is unique to themselves yeah. and there's no one person exactly the same as the next one. And um, I thought it was a very important thing to keep in mind, like you are one of a kind 
and yeah. like your, so is your personality. Uh, like you, because yeah. and that's an interesting thing with this test because although it puts you in a general category, it also gives you like your n- unique p- percentages of like yeah. how introverted versus extroverted you are. And yeah, compare, and even beyond all of that, like everyone has their own nuances. Yeah, um, and yeah, absolutely. I think that's really good. Yeah. So the um, etymology of the word unique is um, from Latin, which is pretty cool. It comes from unis which means one, and then unicus, and then it went to French, and then it became unique in the early 17th century. So It's a fun yeah. word. It's a really good word. I love it. Yes. So, yeah. Would you like to move on to your word? So my word that I chose is uh, a good word. It's a good, it's a very good word. It's a word that we actually, when we were thinking of names for this podcast, this was a word that we considered using. Yes. Um, and it's one of my favorite words. Um, and the word is ineffable, and it means too great or extreme to be expressed or described in words. And the reason why I thought that this was a good word was, again, kind of similar to yours, although this personality test does categorize you and describe your personality, um, kind of in a general way with words, like, the nuances and, like, your uniqueness can't really be put into words, and everyone's Absolutely. individuality can't be put into words, I yeah. guess. Um, There's no, I mean, even though this personality test can tell you what your personality is pretty accurately, in my opinion, there's yeah. still there's still a lot that they don't know about you that can't be put in words And, like, if all. you read the description, you might be like, oh, this kind of person generally is... A leader or is generally comf- like uncomfortable and around a lot of people mm-hmm. you still if you read that you couldn't get an exact sense of someone that you've never met yeah so I don't know I thought that was interesting um, and it comes from Latin from the in meaning not and the effabilis <laughs> um, and then enough about <laughs> I can't read it it's too small ineffabilis and English, affable, and Old French all merged into one and became ineffable in late Middle English. It's funny because it's a really good word that I've basically never heard or read in a book or anything ever. Like that. I love this word. Um, but yeah, that's what I hear. Yeah, originally our podcast was going to be called Ineffable Quotes and Anecdotes, but then we figured that might be too long. Or it was yeah. Ineffable Quotes or something. There was it, it, We definitely had Ineffable as the yeah. descriptor or something. All right. So, Sophia, why don't we move on to quotes? Let's do that. Go for it. <laughs> what are you okay, waiting for? so my first quote is, sometimes I pretend to be normal, but it gets boring, so I go back to being me. And that was said by Anonymous. I'm not sure who said that. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily follow this philosophy, but I just thought it was a pretty cool mindset to think about. Um like, and I think that, unfortunately, a lot of people tend to pretend yeah. to be normal. Um, but, and that, then it sort of hides who you really are, and it hides your true personality, which I think is kind of sad. And um, I do believe that if you pretend to be normal, or if you, like, try to fit in in ways that are covering up your true personality, then you might get bored, and, like, you definitely might not be showing yeah. your your true self. And when I think when you are expressing your true personality, you won't be bored. You also meet the best people when you're being completely yourself. Absolutely. Because I think if you try to 
fit in and make yourself a certain way so that certain people will like you, then even if they're really great people that you can see yourself being friends with, it's not only is it hard to get close to them, but it's there might be people who could be your best friends that you've never met because you're not just allowing yourself to be you. I don't know if that makes sense, but Yeah, definitely. No, I completely agree. If you you definitely do meet the people who you have the most similarities with and yeah. who you will eventually become closer friends with when you're being your true self. And then it's also hard if you meet someone who, you know, you think is your best friend but you met them when you weren't showing your true self, yeah. then if you get comfortable enough so that you do, then it gets heartbreaking if they decide, well, yeah. no. And I think it's also hard to become very close to someone who's not being themselves because yeah. you kind of feel like there's a part of them that's always hiding and it's hard yeah. to get to know them really well because they're kind of always acting. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, I think there's just a lot of value in being comfortable in yourself as yeah, hard as it may absolutely. be. I think I just thought that this was a good um, yeah. thing to keep in mind. Definitely. Like, try not to cover up your personality and who you are. You can't appreciate life best when you're not being yourself. Definitely. Yeah. Would you like to start with, not yeah. start, continue <laughs> with your first quote? Yeah. So my first quote is, I am what is mine. Personality is the original personal property. And this is Norman O. Brown. Uh, Norman Oliver Brown was an American scholar, writer, and social philosopher. Uh, beginning as a classical scholar, his later work branched into wide-ranging and intellectually sophisticated considerations of history, literature, psychology, culture, and other topics. So I'll just read the quote one more time because I read it pretty quick. But I am what is mine. Personality is the original personal property. Um, and I guess it's following a similar philosophy where it's just um, personality. Uh, there are different general categories of personality, but like everyone is their own individual who... Um, I've said the word nuances so many times, but who has their own nuances, who... Uh, you can make your personality whatever you want it to be and regardless of that if you just let it naturally be what it would naturally be your personality is unique to you i don't really know how to put into words what i'm trying to say it's pretty ineffable but yeah <laughs> <laughs> definitely i love that um personality is something that you have and that only yeah. only you have control over and the fact that, like, Definitely. I am what is mine. Like, it is, it is, my personality is mine, and I have control over it. And I also love that I am what is mine. I have control over my personality. I also am my personality. That's what makes yeah. me who I am. It's a very cool quote. I find it really cool that basically no two people have the exact same personality. Yeah. Just, like, be, from their, their how they've genetic been raised, makeup, what the experiences yeah, exactly. that they gone through like the mix between nature and nurture and yeah. biology and the chemistry in your brain i find it so cool that yeah. like how genetics factor into your personality but also like how much of that is genetics and how much of it is your life and your yeah, experience but i find it like crazy that two kids who grow up maybe they grow up in the same house and the same parenting and go to the same schools and they can have this like totally different personality. Yeah, like that's, I don't exactly. It's so crazy how that just ends up 
happening. People are crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know it's true. Uh, but yeah, so I just thought that was a quite an interesting quote. Yeah, that's a very cool quote. Would you like to continue with your second one? Sure. So my second quote is, personality is an understanding of the true form of yourself without limitations. And that was said by Dr. Nowis. I'm so sorry for pronouncing your name wrong, O'Reilly, who is a psychological expert who develops methods in the areas of expression and psychological profiling. Hmm. So pretty cool. Um, and I kind of, this also kind of connects to um, my first quote, which is, when you express yourself without limitations, that is your personality. And then by extension, that is expressing your true self, which I thought was pretty cool. And I also loved the part that personality is an understanding. And because when you develop a personality, it's almost kind of like you're understanding that this is who I am and this is my true self and this is how I'm going yeah. to express myself with this personality that I've developed. Um, and also just the without limitations part, I loved that um, when you express yourself without limiting yourself in any way, sort of like the first quote, like if you don't try to fit, in, fit yourself into a box and you express yourself without limitations, you will yeah. have the best experience in life and find the best friends. And so it's sort of similar to my first quote, but I, I liked it. I thought it was a good quote. Yeah, I no, I think that's a really interesting quote. Um, it's just a... Especially when you let yourself be your true self. I don't even know how to say what I'm yeah. thinking, but it's just <clears throat> your personality is just who you are both inside and out because it's kind of how you take what's inside your head and present it to the outside world, kind of. Right? Definitely. That's a very good way of phrasing it. Yeah. Hmm. What's your last quote, Brahman? So my last quote is kind of cliche, but it's a, it's a good quote. So it's, why are you trying so hard to fit in when you were born to stand out? And this is Ian Wallace, who is a Canadian author and illustrator of children's books. But what, why I thought this was interesting, um, I don't know. We've said the same thing over and over, and I don't want this to get too monotonous. Yeah. <laughs> but just going, like, that's something that people try to do. is they And understandably, they see a group of friends that they want to be part of, or they see... A type of person that um, they think highly of and they try to become similar to that person but what makes life interesting and what makes every person interesting is their own different way of acting and way of talking and way of um, communicating with people and if everyone tried to be the same it would be, I don't know, it just would be very boring. <laughs> yeah. And I also love that, you know, everybody is born to stand out and everyone is their own. I mean, I am saying the same thing. But, you know, everyone is their own true person. And you are, I believe that you are meant to be someone different from anyone else that came before you. I wonder if there's almost like evolutionary proof of that, where if yeah. we were meant to be the same, if there was importance in us, I mean, there probably is, right? Like, evolutionary significance. There's basically almost a reason why we're all different because if we... If it was important that we all acted the same um, from, like, a biological or chemical or... Yeah. Like, we would have 
evolved so that people with different personalities wouldn't exist, yeah. right? So I think that it's almost, there's, like, proof. Yeah. Like, absolutely. I think you could argue that. I think so, too. It's a very cool science connection that we've just I'm made. I'm feeling very sciencey today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so what's your last quote that you're very excited about? I was my last quote is very different from all of the like, oh, don't your own personality is your true self. I so yeah. which is why I kind of loved it. Um and so my last quote is the meeting of two person personalities is like the contact of two two chemical substances. If there is any reaction, both are transformed. And I loved <laughs> that because it sort of goes along with like if you meet um someone, a friend, a teacher, a partner anything and you form this connection with them you're not the same after that because you've had this new experience and you're thinking about it again and with these chemical reactions that we're doing in chemistry right now when you combine two chemical substances it comes out as two completely different substances and I thought that connection to science again was really cool and I just loved how this was described because I found it so, so true. I think a while ago in one of our um, previous episodes, we talked about the quote that our capacity of love increases with each person yeah. we meet. And this is kind of a similar oh my gosh, idea. Yeah, you're where right. it's like kind of talking about nurture over nature, where it's like, although there's the same like basic core of yourself that probably remains pretty constant, with every person you meet, more of yourself is transformed. You learn something about yourself that you like or that you have a new interest or you learn how to maybe interact with someone who would normally have a contrasting personality to you. And I think like as you go on with life, you learn how to um, adapt and talk to different people and and work with different people. And that has an overall impact on your general personality. Absolutely. And I love that you can... Um, continue making these relationships and these reactions and so like with every new person you meet after you meet them you're a different chemical substance but like a different person and then the next person that you meet they add something to your life and your experiences and then you're still different and hopefully better like hopefully you grow with each person that you meet and I just thought this was a really really cool way of describing the relationships between people and yeah and how their how our personalities interact I think, um, like, for a good example of it would be, like, two quieter people who, for example, have to work on a group project together. And so they, both of them, maybe they're not, like, natural leaders, but they both have to kind of become leaders in order to get the work done. Or definitely uh, someone who's louder, learning how to, or maybe a bit more, like, assertive, learning to step, take a step back if they have to work with someone who's more assertive or who, if they become friends with someone who's more assertive, not even work-wise. And those two people who are loud or who are quiet learning how to like balance out each other's similar personalities and making it work so that they can get something done. And that like helps them like throughout their life. Like that's always a skill. It's a skill. Yeah. Um, and it is a, it like modifies their personality and doesn't really change it, but it like definitely it modifies it notably. Absolutely. Yeah, so I just kind of loved the metaphor that that quote. Yeah, I think that's really included. good. But yeah. So now, to move on to the anecdote right. portion, um, what we're going to do for our anecdote portion is a little bit different. We are, Brother and I both took this 16 personalities INTJ test, 
and got our results. It's funny because I don't didn't remember my exact results from I have taken this test before. So have I. Yeah. Um, and I got the same personality type. Same. But I remember that before I was almost 50-50 introvert versus extrovert. Really? And it's since changed and I don't know if that's just the answers that I clicked or like if maybe I have changed. Um, but this is what, but I have got, I did get the same, uh, classification. Mm -hmm. Um, but so yeah, we're going to start by going through the five categories. So the first one is introvert versus extrovert. So Sophia, what did you get for this one? I got 75% introvert and 25% extrovert. And what did you get? <laughs> I got 75% extrovert and 25% introvert. So I found this really cool because while we were preparing this this morning and I was looking at Brendan's percentages, I realized that our introvert extrovert percentages were completely opposite. But all five other categories, four other, four <laughs> other categories, <laughs> um, are very very similar. So, but the introvert extrovert was exactly perfectly opposite, opposite percentages, which I thought was really really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't. That, that I think think this is pretty accurate. Yeah, I, am I think so. Definitely more introverted than you are. And I'm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I know what else to say. Yeah. About. No, I I agree. The the second category is intuitive versus observant. Individuals with the intuitive trait prefer to rely on their imagination, ideas, and possibilities. In contrast, individuals with the observant trait focus on the actual world and things happening around them. That makes sense. I definitely like to imagine, yeah. you know, future. Well, and well, our percentages. Well, yeah. Yeah. But, so, Sophia, what did you say? <laughs> Sorry. So, I got 63% intuitive and 37% observant. And what did you get? I got 67% intuitive and 33% observant. So very, very similar. Yeah, pretty close. Um, so yeah, I, I think I, I can see that. Um, I think that makes sense for me. Um, I think I kind of... Yeah. I, I think in the... Like, I don't know. I'm big on the examples today. <laughs> um, but like, just if someone said, oh, don't do this. Um, it didn't work out for me. There's a part of me that's like, well... You I'm just different. did it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, but like, I, I probably could do this fine. I don't really, it's not that I don't want to listen to your advice, but I trust myself more. <laughs> wow. Okay, but you know fine. what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I like, I definitely like relate to that a lot. Like I like to think of, you know, the possible outcomes and like, ooh, that could happen rather than being like logically looking at what's happened in the past. Yeah. This is probably what's going to happen. No, I much prefer to be like, but, but what if this happens and what if this yeah. great thing occurs? And yeah, yeah so, so I think, I think we're both more intuitive. Yeah, for sure. Then thinking versus feeling, this is extremely accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia, what did you get? I got 11% thinking and 89% feeling. What did you get? I got 18% thinking, 82% feeling. I think this is very true for me. I'm a very sentimental person. Oh, yeah. Same. I get very emotional very quickly. I, yeah, I just, yeah, I, I definitely prefer, or I think I take actions with, like, emotion over thought for the most part, which makes if sense. I'm, yeah, if I'm, like, having a conversation uh, this was one of the questions it was like if you're having a debate with someone kind of like their emotion or like their feelings matter more than their like the logic yeah. and I think that's true for me I don't I care less about even though I am competitive and I'd rather win a debate if it would hurt someone's feelings um it's not worth it for me yeah definitely one of the questions for me was like if 
something, if um, people are having an argument and like you know that one person's right and one person's wrong, like would you is it more important to settle the argument based yeah. on who's right or to like make sure that no one's feelings get hurt? And I definitely was like strongly agree. No one's feelings should yeah, get hurt exactly. because then I just feel bad. Yeah, afterwards, I'd even though I, people... I know I'm right, like. I'd, as long that. as it's not hurting anyone. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Um, then the next one is judging versus prospective. I don't know. Prospective. Prospective. Um, and this means, so people who, with the judging trait, do not like to keep their options open. They would rather come up with five different contingency plans than just go ahead and deal with the challenges as they come. Whereas prospective, perspective, I keep on saying prospective. <laughs> perspective kind of is like, um, but we'll see what happens, just going with the flow. Huh, okay. So, Sophia, what did you get? I got 64% judging and 36% pers- prospective. Perspective? Yep. yep. <laughs> and what did you get? I got 67% judging and 33% perspective. I guess this makes sense. I don't yeah. know. I don't... I like ha- the comfort of having a plan. Definitely. I yeah. um, find it stressful when I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. If I'm going to see a movie, this was something that happened before where one of my friends was like, oh yeah, ads for like half an hour, like commercials for half an hour, then the movie starts. So it starts at seven, but we can probably get there like 7.50. And I was like, no, we need to get there at 6.50 because we don't want to miss the movie. We don't want to be let in, like let in, not let in. Like I have that kind of need to make a plan. I think more so than I am. Like, definitely. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it a little more, I definitely um, like to know exactly what's happening yeah. day by day, week by week. Like, at the beginning of every week, I think about, okay, we're starting on... Because our, in our school, they have days at, that determine, yeah. like, letter days that determine what order the periods go in. And so, okay, so, like, okay, we're starting the week on this day. That means I have math last. We're ending the week on this day. That means I'll have civics last this is going to be a good week because i have free these three days like i have to know exactly what's happening i get so now that i'm thinking about it more i I get stressed out not knowing what's gonna happen yeah me too um and then the last category is assertive versus turbulent and this means um so assertive versus turbulent um Assertive individuals tend to be calm, relaxed, and free from worry, whereas turbulent types are more likely to be self-conscious perfectionists. Hmm. So, I yeah. for me, I, I think this is yeah. pretty accurate. Um, but Sophia, what did what did you get? I got eight percent assert- assertive and ninety-two percent turbulent, and I got eleven percent assertive and eighty-nine percent turbulent. Um, yeah self-conscious and sensitive to stress apparently is turbulent which make definitely makes sense um i get stressed out quite easily i always worry about whether or not people like me oh that's a huge thing that's something that i wish i didn't worry about as much but i definitely definitely i yeah it's like one of my biggest it's like ooh, what if they're just putting up with me and they actually don't like me yeah (laughs) what if they're just being polite so that's definitely i definitely see it in that kind of thing yeah for sure and also, like, self-conscious, definitely. Yeah. yeah. 
So These are actually very accurate. And it's funny because we were hoping that we wouldn't get the same personality type because we didn't want it to be boring, and we didn't. We did. And I think that comes from our introvert versus extrovert. Yeah, because um, the other ones are exactly the same. Yeah, and I think if we had got, both gotten the same introvert versus extrovert, we would have gotten the same personality type. Yeah. But it's interesting how we have four of the same traits, but then... One very portray, different. Yeah, portray Again, them very the opposite. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that kind of And it's, it's cool that we're such good friends as well because yeah. it, I mean, a lot of times people who are opposite personalities make cool connections. People who are the same personalities make cool connections as well. But ours are so, some of our traits are so similar. Yeah. And then there's one that's just completely opposite, which I think that's is very, very cool. Um, but yeah, do you want to explain what your personality type is? Sure. So um, my personality type is advocate, which is really cool. I really like my personality type description because I think it's very uh, similar to what I am as a as a person. So the advocate personality type is very rare, making up less than 1% of the population, but nonetheless they leave their mark on the world. As members of the diplomat role group, advocates have an inborn sense of idealism and morality, but what sets them apart is that they are not idle dreamers, but people capable of taking concrete steps to realize their goals and make a lasting positive impact. Advocates tend to see helping others as their purpose in life, but while people with this personality type can be found engaging rescue efforts and doing charity work, their real passion is to get to the heart of the issue so that people need not be rescued at all. Can I comment on that part? Sure. Go I think it. it's interesting, and we'll get into it because I have a slightly, my one was like similar but different, very different in some ways, and I think it's, I can really see that in you where like you, for example, the environment, you're not, like, you think of the big picture more than just like, while you're, like, super sensitive to others and kind and caring, you also think of the big picture and of, and of like, what do I need to do to solve this? And yeah, I don't know. I, I never I, thought I, of myself in that way, but now that I'm hearing it, it, it does kind of make sense. I definitely think so, because yes. you're, I don't know, you just have, like, a, like, your ideal, you're, you have, like, dreams and stuff, but you're also, like, realistic and you know how to... Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's an interesting combination, but thank you. That's pretty... It's cool. <laughs> um, advocates indeed share a unique combination of traits. Though soft-spoken, they have very strong opinions and will fight tirelessly for an idea they believe in. They are decisive and strong-willed, but will rarely use that energy for personal gain. Advocates will act with creativity, imagination, conviction, and sensitivity, not to create an advantage, but to create balance egalitarianism that's a word and karma are very attractive ideas to advocates that's true and they <laughs> tend to believe that nothing would help the world so much as using love and compassion to soften the hearts of tyrants oh yeah <laughs> so i thought i thought that this part was very accurate like though soft-spoken they well i don't know about fighting tirelessly for well but you would if someone said something and you're like excuse you that's yeah, wrong yeah that's you true. would not you would stand your ground even though you are like you are soft-spoken yeah. Like, you're not a... I definitely find myself... Think of myself as a more introverted person, but, like, reading this test and seeing, like, but you can be extroverted if you need to be, I think is pretty if accurate. Some, like, if someone challenged an idea that you, like, knew that you were right in and that you strongly believed in, you wouldn't be like, well, whatever. Like, you would be like, no. Yeah, I think I'd have to you, say something. And that's true. I've seen you do that before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, ad 
Advocates find it easy to make connections with others and have a talent for warm, sensitive language, speaking in human terms rather than with pure logic and fact. It makes sense that their friends and colleagues will come to think of, of them as quiet, extroverted types, but they would all do well to remember that advocates need time alone to decompress and recharge and not become too alarmed when they suddenly withdraw. Advocates take great care of others' feelings and they expect the favor to be returned. Sometimes that means giving them the space they need for a few days. This is very accurate because I, and this is how my mom describes my dad as someone who is very, very extroverted, but who needs his alone time. And I don't think I'm someone who's necessarily super extroverted when I'm around people in general, but I can be. Like you I can be social and yeah. happy and not not loud, but social. Well, loud. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with you guys, but only with yeah. you guys. Yeah. Um, but I definitely need my alone time and I need to like be by myself in my bed with a book or just time where there's no one else but me. And so this, this paragraph in particular, I think is very, yeah. very accurate. Um, and then really though, it is most important for advocates to remember to take care of themselves. The passion of their convictions is perfectly capable of carrying them past their breaking point. And if their zeal gets out of hand, they can find themselves exhausted, unhealthy, and stressed. This becomes especially apparent when advocates find themselves up against conflict and criticism. Their sensitivity forces them to do everything they can to evade these seemingly personal attacks. But when the circumstances are unavoidable, they can fight back in highly irrational, unhelpful ways. This is, I think, very true. I'm a very sensitive person. Things can upset me pretty yeah. easily, especially when, you know, like, I think I'm right and someone else is very strongly opinionated, has a different opinion. It can upset me really, really easily. So that part I definitely think is, is quite accurate. And then the last little paragraph before I'll let Bronwyn explain her personality type is to advocates, the world is a place full of inequity, but it doesn't have to be. No other personality type is better suited to create a movement to right a wrong, no matter how big or small. Advocates just need to remember that while they're busy taking care of the world, they need to take care of themselves too. So yeah, I think that's great. I think, okay, and it's gonna be funny because in mine, I don't want to spoil it, but in mine, <laughs> it's kind of where you're thinking of the big picture and how do we stop these issues like on a large scale? How do we stop? I don't know, just like, I think the environment's a big one where mm -hmm. you're not just thinking of like, how do I like stop this one small specific thing in like how do I make this pond clean in my backyard you're thinking yeah. of how do I clear the oceans like you think of the or you think of like how can we get people to stop polluting so then this small pond in my backyard won't get polluted that kind of thing where you're you think about the big picture and you'll stand strong for it like if someone was like yeah it's not a big deal you're like no this is important. You need to understand why. And you're like not afraid of that. Yeah, I I think I don't I think know. That, I, think I, think so. I think so. Well, thank you. That's really a big compliment because I don't think of myself as someone who would stand strong for ideas that they believe in, but to but hear like from a very close friend that you think that I do. Because that's the thing a is you're not going to like go around yelling at people who haven't said anything <laughs> yeah. to begin with. But if someone says, oh, "I can't believe people worry about this you'd be like well no this is important and you yeah. like you might be sitting there silently in the corner but as soon as someone says that you're like slow down that's not right yeah um i think that's well, admirable you. that's pretty cool um would you like to start yeah. explaining your personality type <laughs> so i, I have cool. the protagonist personality so protagonists are natural born leaders full of passion and charisma 
Forming around 2% of the population, there oftentimes are politicians, our coaches, our teachers, reaching out and inspiring others to achieve and do good in the world. Protri <laughs> Protagonists find it natural and easy to communicate with others, especially in person. The interest protagonists have in others is genuine, almost to a fault. When they believe in someone, they be can become too involved in the other person's problems and place too much trust in them. I do that. No, okay, I think well, what I do is, what are you going to say? I just wanted to comment on the more positive part mm -hmm. of it. It is 100% true. Bronwyn can make friends with anyone that she, like, just literally anyone, and she's so optimistic and positive and absolutely a leader and just very, very oh, accurate. But, um, yeah, and the fact that you find it natural and easy to communicate with others is also very true. Like, you can connect with almost anyone if you put your mind to it and I think that's definitely a very important skill thank you and yeah I think that's awesome I don't know I've never seen you put too much trust I in tend someone, to give people too many but... second chances oh I and see. I've had yeah. I've even if it's someone who um has proven for example they're not like as in a friendship not as invested I tend to, where some people might be like, oh, this, this person is so annoying, you know, I just, I'm not really going to be friends with them anymore, I'm just going to remove myself. I'm like, eh, they're probably going through something. Yeah. Like, I try to justify it for them, and I'll be like, oh, I'll just be a good friend, it doesn't hurt to do that. And I think that there have been times where that's not been the best move, mm -hmm. but... But that's an important skill to have, too. I'm, I wouldn't change that because I find yeah. it important for myself to give, to just... Absolutely, and so, sometimes it might not be super beneficial for you to give people too many second yeah. chances, but there are times when it is, and they are really just going through a tough time, yeah. and that someone who tries to be there and be a good friend for them is can be exactly what they need in, in that time. So. But like this is kind of what I mean about like the smaller scale versus the larger scale, where I would say, oh, this person needs another, just needs a friend, um, maybe they're having, uh, this is not an example really in my life, but for example, maybe they're going through some tough times with mental health and you'd be like, we need to figure out a way to get support for all people with mental health. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of our, yeah. our two ways of going about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I think is, I think it's important to have I all think of that. that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's really cool. I think we'd work well together if we like, if there was ever a huge If we wanted to we conquer wanted to the fix. world. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> But, you know, someone who focuses on, like, the individual aspects of each person and then someone who more focuses on the big picture, I think it would be yeah. cool to, you know, try to get together and not conquer the world, <laughs> but <laughs> solve a big world issue. Um, <laughs> okay. If they aren't careful, they can overstand their optimism, sometimes pushing others further than they're ready or willing to go. Again, not necessarily to a bad extent, but I've certainly annoyed some of my friends by being like just a so bit cheerful and positive. <laughs> and I have some friends who are like, "No, it's not good." <laughs> it's I sucks, and there's nothing you can say to change that. <laughs> I think it's wonderful because I've, Bronwyn, I've never seen you upset. Well, like really angry or upset or sad like you're just so happy and positive and I think that's amazing like a really incredible skill that you have to just be and that might 
be a lot for some people to have this person who's just constantly <laughs> cheerful and optimistic, but it's uplifting for me because you are just oh. always so happy, and it Thank makes me you. happy to be around someone who's so enthusiastic. That makes has... me happy to hear. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> this is a good... Uh, I love this subject. Okay. It's so much yeah. fun. Protagonists are genuine, caring people who talk the talk and walk the walk. <laughs> I didn't come up with this. I'm quoting it. I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's like I, I say this and I say it and then I do it and I do it. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. Yeah. It's fun to say though. And nothing makes them happier than leading the charge, uniting and motivating their team with infectious enthusiasm. Exactly. <laughs> this is Bronwyn. This is exactly Bronwyn. She's so happy and positive, and it is infectious, and you are so happy. I will and say, something that just makes, it. like, one of the things that makes me the happiest is if I can make, like, people, especially, like, my friends, laugh. Yes. And that's, I think, an example yes. of that. I, I do, it just makes me happy to see people laugh. Definitely. People with protagonist personality types are passionate altruists, sometimes even to a fault, and they are unlikely to be afraid to take the slings and arrows while standing up for the people and ideas they believe in. And there we go. Yeah. I think that's a very accurate personality. Thank you. So, that's not all we have. (laughs) Now, we have specific strengths and weaknesses to each of our personalities, which are also, I think, quite um, accurate. Yes, I think so. Do you want to begin? Sure. So, my strengths are creative, insightful, inspiring and convincing, decisive, determined and passionate, and altruistic. And I... Don't know. I don't know if these are words that I would generally describe myself as. I think insightful is probably true. I don't know about, I definitely wouldn't see myself as inspiring and convincing, but after what you said, maybe. Um, definitely passionate. Yeah. And I don't know what altruistic means, it's but having like selfless morals. Showing a din- disinterested and selfless concern for the well being of others. It's like unselfish. Okay. And I think I say, yeah, you definitely. Um, that's definitely something like that you always consider is how other people are feeling. Like that's not something you ignore. Um, but yeah, no, I think definitely creative, insightful. You notice things. Yeah. You're very you are very insightful and you're very inspiring to me. Well, thank you. I I definitely liked my list of this. You're also <laughs> determined. Like you if you had if there's something you want to do, you do it. Thank you. I I hope I'm determined. I think you are. Um, and then some of my weaknesses, which certain of the, certain of my weaknesses that it described are very, very true, um, are sensitive, extremely private, perfectionistic, always need to have a cause, and can burn out easily. The one I agree with most is sensitive. I'm definitely a very, very sensitive person. Mm-hmm. I get frustrated easily. I get angry easily. Um, it's p- the things people say can affect me in like these huge, I can't, I can never just brush off like, oh, I don't care about them, they have nothing to do with me. No, no, they, like some things that people say definitely have a huge effect on how I see myself and how I'm feeling that day. So that one I definitely agree with. I don't know about extremely private. I kind of disagree with that one. Yeah. Because I do love to share things about myself. I mean, I'm, as someone who's introverted, I'm I'm not going to go out and be like, this is who I am, but I... I don't know, I think my friends, the people who I'm close with, know me very well, and, yeah. like, I'm not afraid to... Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily 
So I don't that one I don't think I'm, I agree with. I don't know about perfectionistic. In some ways I am, but in other ways not as much. Always need to have a cause. I don't know. I don't. I mean, one way or another with that one. And then can burn out easily. For sure. <laughs> I, there, I can there get tired been easily. One or two times. Sophia, uh, <laughs> especially towards the end of the day, yeah, tends to I get zone very out. tired. <laughs> you can tell that she's tired. She just zones out and looks sad. I just, and, <laughs> and stares I just stare at the space. Yep, yep, yep. Definitely. I do get tired. Especially um, at the end of the day, like on Friday afternoons, our friend group tends to get together and I can get just delirious with like, I'm done with the day. I need to just go <laughs> and go to sleep. So that, that I definitely agree with as well. But what are your strengths and weaknesses? Okay. So my strengths are tolerant, reliable, charismatic, altruistic, and a natural leader. Um, I think that the, I agree with tolerant and I kind of talked about that before where I kind of, like, I, I'm, the only time I'm not tolerant is when someone's hurting someone else, mm-hmm. um, but other than that, even if, you're definitely very patient, personality is, like, maybe not complimenting mine, <laughs> and maybe it's, like, not someone who, um, like, maybe it's someone who's, like, uh, not, like, I don't know how to describe it, but, like, I, I'm i fine with putting in energy to be friends with someone or to, to just bear with them. Um, and then I would like to think I'm reliable. You definitely are. Oh, oh my gosh. Sure. <laughs> if someone asks me to do something, I don't like not doing no, it. No, of course, yeah. And I, I mean, I think... I can speak for all of the people in our friend group when I say like we can go we feel like we can go to Bromley for anything. Oh very <laughs> very definitely very I think that's the trait that I agree with most although charismatic as well. But <laughs> I, I think that's the trait I agree with most on this list of strengths is like I we know that we can rely on Bromley for anything and it's the best. She's amazing. Mm, she's so cool. <laughs> You're just that. My right. weaknesses over Overly idealistic. I think that's true. Um, I'm not a realist. I'm an idealist. No, yeah. I'm very much an idealist. And that's, that sort of goes into, like, thinking versus feeling. Like, I think you yeah, put emotions before definitely. thought. Definitely. And, like, the, the what is it? Judgment versus perspective. Like, I... Wait, is that it? No, what's um, the one? Um, I think you're right. Yeah, judging versus int- perspective. Yeah, I think that's the one. Yeah, where it's, like, I'm... I don't really think of, like what will actually happen um i just kind of say i would love this to happen and then i do it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done um i okay the next one it sounds like it's like when you interview for a job and they're like what's your biggest weakness and you're like oh i work too hard you know it sounds like yeah. one of those. the next one is too selfless but i included like what they said but it's if they aren't careful they can spread themselves too thin and be unable be left unable to help anyone um so basically by trying to help too many people i can't help anyone because i'm not thinking about the big picture but i'm also not able to think about the small picture so yeah um too sensitive definitely um sophie and i have talked about this before but like especially when we were younger like in school the worst thing in the world would be if a teacher yelled at you yes and i would start crying even was... there would be kids who every five minutes the teacher was saying you go have a timeout stop and talking smi- sit like... there and they would just laugh and continue to do it yeah one time i was sitting on the carpet at school in third grade 
I remember this still because it was horrible. I was like, like clapping on the ground and something or something. And I guess it was distracting. And the teacher, we had this, uh, what was it? Like, like take a deep breath corner. What was it? The, I don't remember. Where you had to like go there and then count to 10. It was like a timeout, but like not. Oh yeah. I can't remember what it was called, but she was like, oh, go like. You had to, like, go over there, stand there for 10 seconds and come back. I don't know what the purpose was. It was, like, a really mediocre timeout. But I was, like, so embarrassed. Yeah. I also have a very specific memory of, and this is just pathetic when I say this, of, like, as continuing the, with the too sensitive topic, when I was in, like, second grade and we had all come back from lunch and I was distracted. I was, like, staring out the window and daydreaming and everyone else had sat down and the teacher was like, Sophia, please sit down. It wasn't even, ye- she wasn't yelling at me. She, it was just saying, Sophia, please sit down. I was so upset. I got so, because I thought she was yelling yeah. at me. And I was like, oh my God, I did something wrong. And then that ruined the whole like, day for exactly me. Exactly, the rest of the day. And yeah. it's like, I still remember it because it was just yeah. such a horrible feeling. Yeah. Um, but it's like that sense where I can't really brush off what someone says. Even if in the moment, sometimes it won't necessarily bother me. But then I'll like carry that for like the rest of the day. And I'll always be thinking like oh what do they mean what are they saying and like if someone's like unintentionally passive aggressive or if someone's tired and they seem unhappy around me then I think that I did something to bother them and so I tend to overthink that kind of thing Mm -hmm. but I think yeah um the next thing is fluctuating self-esteem um so I define my self-esteem by whether or not I'm able to live up to my ideals and sometimes I ask for criticism more out of insecurity than out of confidence always wondering what I could do better. If I fail to meet a goal or help someone that I said I'd help, my self-confidence will undoubtedly plummet. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds really depressing, but it's more, it's kind of like the, well, I don't think it's like to an extreme extent, but yeah. it's just like, again, going back to that a little bit of where it's like, where it's like, like this kind of thing with too sensitive. It's like, if I, if someone's not happy around me, I kind of take it person, almost take it personally. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh no, I didn't like, I upset them or something, and so like that's like that where that comes. And then struggle to make tough decisions. Um, I don't know about that one. I feel like I can make decisions if I need to. I think you can. Yeah, I I disagree with that one a little. But bit. I think sensitive definitely. Yeah, sensitive is the one I agree with most for mine. Yeah. 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 No, and it's funny because I have friends who are like, just like whatever doesn't matter yeah like, just yeah, exactly. calm down you're fine if someone's upset with you what the heck it doesn't matter just like yeah. yell at them get your anger out you'll be fine I remember being and for told, me I'm just like no I can't like yeah. that's not how that I remember being told when I was younger like it doesn't the teacher probably just already forgot about it two yeah. seconds later like you're fine I was like but but no now they'll remember it forever and yeah yeah they probably hate me yeah exactly <laughs> yeah no I that's yeah that yeah uh, overthinking that kind of thing definitely definitely So the last thing about our personality test that we took that we wanted to include was there's a little section about friendships. I found reading at your reading your friendship section and my friendship section, I thought it was very, very interesting because they're pretty different. Yeah. Um, But I'll go ahead and read mine. Um, mine says, people with the advocate personality type are unlikely to go for friendships of circumstance, like workplace social circles or chatting up their local, local baristas. Do you chat up your local baristas? (laughs) 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 Now you're squeaking. (laughs) Just like your mouth. What's that laugh? (laughs) 
where the only thing they, ha they really have in common is day-to-day -day familiarity. Rather, advocates seek out people who share their passions, interests, and ideologies, people with whom they can explore philosophies and subjects that they believe are truly meaningful. And I definitely agree yeah. with that. It was really hard for me to make friends just because I was so quiet from, like, first to fifth grade. I had one friend. Yeah. <laughs> and um, because, like, I had found someone who I had a, something in common with and who, like, we got along really well, so why make other friends? I didn't, yeah. like see the purpose in that and then um getting into middle school and high school I made more friends but again they were people who I shared a lot in common with and not just like acquaintances who like I don't know anytime we I had birthday parties or anything it was definitely very small and very close friends mm -hmm. so I I do think I agree with that like and I, I think you don't I make think friends like with tons of people but yes yeah. very small amounts of people who I form a connection and with. I think like like you're saying, like when you're younger, that was like definitely like like almost exclusively it was that. And I feel like now, I mean, and it makes sense. Like as you've gotten older, you've like if you have a class and you don't know people, you'll still make friends. Yeah. But what you, I feel like I've noticed what you tend to do is once you make a friend, the way you become friends with them is you find something in common. Yeah. Like, and even if you don't initially have something in common, you always like find something. Yeah, I do definitely try to find something with every friend that I make that I have yeah. in common with them because then it's it helps to us when I make a friend it helps both me and my friend to grow closer yeah. over this thing that we have in common and I think that's for me that's one of the more important things. That's kind of how you go from acquaintance to friend is you find yeah and it sounds like a general thing that everyone does but I don't think that's true like I feel like yeah some people and I think I even do this to an extent where it's like I won't find some even if I find something in common, it's not necessarily something I even care about. It'll be something I'm like, ooh, they like this. I can kind of pretend I can talk about it. Whereas you like actually find something and you're like, oh, we both do this. We both do this thing together. I don't know. I've just, yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah, thank you. I think that's pretty accurate. Um, what does your little paragraph about friendship say? So it says, when it comes to friendships, protagonists are anything but passive. While some personality types may accept Except the circumstantial highs and lows of friendship, their feelings waxing and waning with the times. Protagonists will put active effort into maintaining these connections, viewing them as substantial and important, not something to let slip away through laziness or inattention. Um, I think the main way this comes out, and it's interesting because, okay, going back to your quote where it's like, um, like everyone you re interact with kind of modifies your personality, something that like I've learned and kind of embraced into my personality from one of my friends is I've learned this kind of from one of my friends I think and I think I tend to do this but even more so like and I, I find this important to be like if I think there's an issue I'll act on it mm -hmm. but like I kind of even more so learn the importance of if you're not sure if you did something or might have hurt someone's feelings or something just apologizing and saying hey I there's don't know no if you noticed there's no harm in it and it's that kind of thing where I think I tend to do that anyways, but just even more so understanding the importance from one of my friends doing this. And I don't know, just like I was working on a group project with someone or I was going to, they asked me and I was like, I'm going to work by myself. And then someone else asked me and I said yes. And then I just oh, felt no. really bad because even though it wasn't like, oh, I don't want to work with you. It just, the way it worked out and I ended up working with someone, I felt really bad because it's like, oh, they must think I don't want to work with them. Oh, I feel so bad. And I ended up texting me like, hey, just so you know. That's not what happened. I just that 
like we can work together some other time i'm sorry i hope it didn't look like i didn't want to work with you and i mean even though they're like no like yeah duh like i didn't i wasn't like um it still it makes you feel better it makes that person yeah. feel better and it didn't like there wouldn't have been any harm there wasn't any harm in it um so i think it's that kind of thing where i just i don't want to like i care about all my friends i don't want to lose Definitely. anyone so i make sure like i am aware of that kind yeah of thing. so i think that's where that i also out. very much agree with the fact that you maintain connections with the people that you make friends with which i think is very a very important skill like for example with nora who's gone off yeah. to college you guys are still such good friends because mm-hmm. you communicate so much and you make sure that yeah. you keep up that connection with her which i think is very very cool yeah um, but yeah i don't know i find this interesting because i like and not, i don't like being put into a box but i like like Having words to describe yeah, myself. Yeah, exactly. You know? I, I love these kinds of personality tests, especially when they're this accurate, as I think mine yeah. was, to see, like, oh, okay, like that, that makes sense, and I agree with that. Or I see my things like, this. oh, I don't necessarily agree with that, but it's cool still. Like, <laughs> yeah. I love these kinds of tests, and I'm really glad we did this topic. It was really interesting. Yeah, it was funny because it, I hope, I think it was interesting to listen to. It's a slightly, like, it's a very niche topic, but. Yeah. It's it is different from what we normally yeah. do, but I'm glad we did it. I think it was pretty cool. I thought that was great. So, I'll, again, we'll link the link for this personality test in the um, description. Go take it. Go check it out. Yeah. I'm sure to see what you guys yeah. get. Because Let us know ours, if you think it's accurate or not. Yeah. Ours were very accurate. Other people might find that theirs was not We have a friend who is very cynical <laughs> because she says that she's taken it multiple times and gotten different ones and whatever one you get, you just agree with inherently. But I think I agree with mine. Yeah. So let us know what you think. Let us yeah. know if this seems uh, like this describes us. If this yeah. is what you think of us as. Definitely. Um, and if you take it and find you agree or disagree with it, share it. Know. Rate, review, subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at quotes.and.anecdotes. Follow our friend who drew our cover art on Instagram. She's amazing. You can find her at dinobyte. That's D-I-N-O dot B-Y-T-E. Contact us at quotes.anecdotes at gmail.com. Anything else? Check out our intro. Well, Oh, if you right. want to, yeah, check out our intro music, which is Inspirational Life. And our outro music, which is Blossoming Inspiration. Um, and I think that's all we have. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was really fun for me, at least, to yeah. record. I loved this, but um, Let us I hope you guys think. enjoyed it as well. Yeah. <laughs> Thank, Thank you for listening to Quotes and Anecdotes. anecdotes. We, we hope you had fun, because we certainly did. did. Bye, my friend Sophia. Bye, my friend Bronwyn. And cut.